I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, January 8th. We are live here at the Varsity Tennis Center in Ann Arbor, host of the 2020 Oracle Pro Series event here, the kickoff ATP Challenger event of the 2020 season. As we mentioned earlier in the week, we at Crack Rackets are fortunate enough to be the media partners for the event, and that means we get to do some play-by-play commentary. All too often, I mention our our unofficial sponsors, Livestream.com backslash ATP. It's where I have watched so much tennis over the years, been able to broaden my interest in the sport, not just the top levels, but see all these challenger guys compete week in, week out. So to get the chance to do the play-by-play commentary this week on that stream obviously means the world, not only to me, but to all of us here at Cracked Rackets. It also helps that I have someone with me in the booth and joining me tonight for our recap of Day 2 action in Ann Arbor. You know him as the forefather of the college tennis ranks formula predictions never far from the listed UTR and of course one of the many dames to root for the Liberty Flames a guy making a little dabble into pro tennis this week Chris Halioris welcome back to the mini break always great to do this in person oh absolutely great to be here live in person and uh, you know sitting side by side couldn't ask for more it's the only time in my life I felt someone was more giddy about tennis than me was you yesterday we get done with our first night in the booth and you go so are we skipping work tomorrow? You're like, so should we just come straight back here in the morning? And I was like, Chris, like, you know my mom listens to this. You know you can't be saying that out loud. Uh, yeah, it, it's so fun to be here in Ann Arbor, obviously, to have pro tennis return to the state at this time, uh, to see all of these guys. And it's not only the professionals, but we have college players for the 2020 season competing in the draw, getting their shot at professional tennis before the dual match season really gets underway. Obviously, as a Michigan fan, I've got to see players like Styler, like Fenty. Tomorrow we get Johnston and Beattie in the doubles draw as well. Really broad level of tennis, and I know we have called some blowouts on center court, but overall through these first two days, I mean, for people coming out making their 2020 season debut, the level has been really high, Chris. It's been great, and, you know, even even though we've had a couple one-sided matches, you know, it's been the first round, a few second-round matches. Obviously, those... Those probably uh, get much tighter as we move on, and uh, and really looking forward to seeing some of the some of the just the big hitting we've seen from some of these guys. Uh, you know, now they're going to start playing each other, so uh, it, it's going to be a, it's going to get a lot more interesting, a lot more fun, and and yeah, especially when you see you see some of these guys that are top hundred t- top hundred and you know one hundred and fifty ish type talent that are now or have been. And, uh, and you've never seen them before. It's uh, it's always fun to watch new guys and see some of that. Absolutely. A lot of former All-Americans in the in the field this week. The Red Licky brothers both here. Uh, Brandon Nakashima, who obviously was so good at Virginia last year. Uh, Patrick Kipson, who was at A&M. Trey Huey, who we saw in our doubles nightcap getting the win as well. Just fantastic levels of tennis uh, from start to finish tonight. And that's what I want to do on today's podcast. We spent the two t- past two days talking about ATP Cup, talking about the ATP 
ATP and WTA events throughout the world going on this week. Uh, obviously, we've got some great tennis going on right here, so we wanted to talk about the action that we've been seeing. And again, the overarching theme, Chris, the intersection of college players as well as you know some of these top 200 uh, talents that we see this week, it's led to a really high level, and it speaks to how how good the depth is right now in not only American tennis, but in college tennis in general. Yeah, absolutely. When we look and we're about to go through some of these results, you see these college guys not only playing, but winning. And and yeah, you know, your 16 seed here is just barely over 300 in the world. So uh, so you, you've got, you know, 16 guys, top 300 or so, and, and the college and the college guys are faring very well. It's been, it's fun to watch, and, and we can hope that we see a few more wins out of them. Absolutely. We've seen five seeds already go out in the singles, and that speaks to uh, the level, how the parity amongst the field here. Uh, we go through some of those results. The first match we called today was not an upset, but just this, you know, a very routine performance for our number one seed here this week. Bjorn Fertangela, who gets off the court with a 6-3, 6-3 win over Gastel Elias. Chris, we talked about it throughout the stream, and again, if any of you have missed those action, you want to check out our play-by-play, be sure to go look uh, again, livestream.com backslash ATP. Uh, but for, for Tangela, his first match back from injury, a routine performance for him, and that's what we harped on. It wasn't pretty, you know, it wasn't exceptional, but when you're coming back from injury, that's the sort of result you want to dab your toes back in the professional tennis waters. Yeah, and he didn't look like he showed any any ill effects from the injury. You know, the foot looked good. He he seemed to move well, and like you said, there was nothing spectacular. It uh, it, it was you know it it was just the the working man's match. He he went out there and got it done. <laughs> the working man's match. I don't know about that. Bjorn Fertangelo is too pretty to call it the working man's match. I mean, he's got that nice beard. Yeah, going. but his style of tennis looks so white collar. Just the beautiful contact. Point. That's not, by the way, a criticism. It speaks to how beautiful it just feels like he's had a lesson on lesson on lesson, and it's why he's gotten to as high as number ninety, I think in the world. I mean, he's certainly been top 100, as we mentioned, but yeah, a really solid performance from him. He's a guy who, as the level of competition rises throughout this tournament, it's going to be interesting to see how his body responds to that, how his body responds to playing multiple matches in a row, but outside of him, we really saw a lot of seeds struggle on the day. Let's start with the college guys who earned upsets, two guys near and dear to our heart, one former player, one current collegiate athlete, John McNally, who in the nightcap and singles on our other live stream uh, ended up knocking out Tomas Bellucci, a former top 100 talent, 6-3-6-4. We didn't get to see that match up close, but you could hear McNally grunting throughout the mid, the firepower he showed, some of the backhands I saw him hit from afar. I mean, this guy, he looked dare I say 5 to 10 pounds more muscle that he put on this offseason and Ty Tucker always has a guy ready to play number one singles for John to get to the round of 16 here in this challenger bodes really well not only for him the steps he took this offseason but for that Buckeye team that if they have a guy a clear number one step up with the depth they have that team becomes more and more dangerous. Yeah, and I think for for McNally, it, the the test gets better now. Uh, or obviously, it was a, a big test today. Top three hundred type guy that used to be top hundred. Now, I, actually, it may not be tomorrow. Maybe the next day. But now he gets for Tangelo. So that'll be a that that'll be a, an exciting match to watch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he definitely, from what little we could see uh, of his match, he, he was definitely into it. And as you stated, he was he was ripping the cover off the ball. Made sixty seven percent of his first serves. Won seventy four percent of those points. 71% of his second serve points uh, had three, break, uh, three breaks on five chances. 
played a really clean match in Bellucci, the lefty. Always going to be better on the outdoor clay, but if for a guy with, who should have indoor hard courts be his best surface, John McNally certainly looked the role today. He looked very good in his win, and he wasn't the only one. As I mentioned, a former collegiate player in this case. Uh, two of them will start quickly. Lucas Gurch, who knocks out the 11 seed. Uchida, 7-6, seven, 7-5, seven, after he knocked off Kalamazoo champion Zach Sfida in the first round. But to me, even more impressively, in the highest level of tennis I saw all day, Brandon Nakashima, the former UVA stud freshman, a guy we've had on the Cracked Interviews podcast, he looked phenomenal in his 6-3-7-6 win over the number 12 seed, Kevin King. You know, Kevin King, a guy who coming into this match ranked number three, uh, 309, but a guy who is really going to push you, going to make you play your best tennis, and time after time in this match... Nakashima was just so solid. The stat that jumps out right away, yes, he makes 60% of his first serve uh, serves, wins 84% of those points, 53% of his second serve points. But he saved all seven break points he faced in the match. And for a young guy coming into his first full year on the tour, I mean, that's the signs of maturity that have us all so excited for his upside. Yeah, I mean, he's... You can't look at his stats from today's match and find really anything bad. Winning when you're winning above fifty percent of your second That'll serves, do. you know you're, you've saved every single break point and you win eighty four percent of your first serves. It's hard to lose when you do that. I haven't gotten to swear in a while. That's pretty f-ing good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, seven six seven six may be about the only way you lose a match when you hit all of those numbers. <laughs> No, I mean, he looked so good, and he's one of the few guys here this week who I know is traveling with a coach, and it's a testament to his upside that he's able to do that. People believe in him, uh, as they should, because, I mean, from the ground, he just seems so confident, right? There's, there's nothing he's afraid of doing. He's not the best volleyer, but he's getting more comfortable moving forward, ending points shorter. He, you're not going to hit him off the court with your pace. He can absorb it so well. He's a guy who has looked really good earlier, early in his career, and I think with this win today he's going to be hovering right around that top 300 obviously he has no points really to defend through the summer and I mean he had a really good summer to end last year but this is a guy who could very quickly find himself and probably hopes to find himself in Grand Slam qualifying come the French Open in Wimbledon yeah and I think uh, you know the nice thing here that'll be good to see as you stated he's not necessarily the the indoor court serve and volley type guy but his in his next match he gets Stefan Kozlov, who is uh, not exactly an indoor court serve and volley type guy. Right? So, so that you know, you've been looking to get your. You want the grinder match. You want you want to see something. Well, that's probably going to be one of your best chances here with those two. I don't know if we have this sort of sway yet, but if that's not a match we're calling, like, why are we here? Like that's literally the Alex Gruskin, Chris Hellior special, and Kozlov today knocks off the six seed Olivo seven six six two. His first two gets two good wins to set up twenty twenty something. I know he is desperate for as he approaches this season. Uh, we did have one young American who fell short today in his second round match, number three seed Sebastian Corda, last year's Junior Australian Open. Maybe it was two years ago. Champion, uh, he loses. I believe it was seven five six three to Lashem. Not a result he was looking for, obviously. Indoor hardcore early in the year. Actually a little bit surprising to see him struggle on this surface, particularly because he's a guy who physical profile it would you would want and expect to see him thrive on an indoor surface. Yeah, a little, definitely a little surprising there. He comes in seated, and I, like you said, I, I would kind of expect him to do well on this kind of surface indoors. Um, 
but you know the that as you kind of stated in some of our pod in our in some of our live stream i mean the the level you know the level at, at, at that some of these guys are at anything can happen uh you know you the seeds it's all it's it's kind of like getting into some of these college tournaments the seeds they don't mean a it's lot it's irrelevant yeah you get out there you some of the guys just haven't played as much. There's all kinds of reasons why, whether they were haven't played, they just haven't been able to get in. They're up and coming. They're, you got younger guys, you got older guys on their way up, on their way down. You you never know what you're going to get, and uh, and you're going to run into that sometimes. But yeah, I mean, certainly you would you had to think he was looking for more, but uh, you know it's a long it's a long season. It's the first week, so you know he'll come back out and try it again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline big thing to circle for him 8 of 22 on second serve points that's winning only 36 percent I know it's a second serve but indoor tennis you just can't let someone attack your serve like that for so for the youngster that's something for him to beef up on throughout this 2020 season and as he progresses as a young professional but that was the real big upset of the day we also had uh, U of M wildcard Andrew Fenty knocked out of the singles draw by JC Aragoni the number eight seed former UVA All-American 6164 Fenty's the guy who's going to play one singles for the entirety of his career. Aragoni's career, obviously, already in the books. But, Chris, this is probably the match of all that we've called where the, it was most clear the disparity between the two players' levels. Fenty just not quite ready for the constant firepower, the constant uh, aggression he was going to face from Aragoni. Yeah, Aragoni just kept firing. He just fired away all night and just forced the, you know. I the, won't watch another forehand shank. Yeah, the just shanks. Like, I mean, ev- he just, you know, the ball, fra- it was ball, frame, ceiling. Ball, yeah. frame, ceiling. I mean, he just, and, you know, when you're when you're not used to seeing that ball, you just can't, you, you know, you can't get the timing down. And he just could, you know, it's one of those, you, you're sitting there watching going, oh, stop doing that. But there's you can't just tell somebody to stop, you know, hey, time it better. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, if I could time it better, I would. How great would it be if Fenty was like, hey, man, like, we're in front of my crowd. Can you just slow it down <laughs> yeah. a little bit? Just like a little on the forehand. <laughs> yeah, because it's too much right now, JC. And credit to JC. He did look that good throughout the match. Struggled on his own second serve, but won 13 of the 16 second serve points on the Fenty second serve. Uh, what was only broken once in the match on the one break point he faced but other than that pretty routine pretty clean for the number eight seed he'll advance to the round of 16 which I believe will kick off not tomorrow but on Thursday you look at some of the first round matches that were underway tonight as we mentioned Martin Redlicky, the former UCLA All-American he was a 6-3-6-7-7-6 winner over Alejandro Gomez in a match I will mention again Alejandro Gomez hit 40 aces in this match. I want you to know it was as shitty to watch as it sounds. Like, this was just bad tennis all the way around. Just big, not bad tennis, but just unwatchable tennis, Chris. And, but still, credit to Red Lecky for grinding out the win. I'm sure he's happy to start off his season in that fashion. Yeah, I, I still shake my head at that. 17 service games, 40 aces. You do the, you do the math. That's more than two aces a game. And still lost the match. Five all in the third. He was at 36 going into the home stretch. So you're like, oh, man, like, 
And Red Lake U was just like, all right, I'll give you 40. Like, it's fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to take this breaker. I'll just take, this, I'll just take a third-set breaker. That's good. Unbelievable for him. But a great result for him. Another great result for a collegiate. Uh, we had Alexander Kofasevich, uh, the Illinois number one singles player, get a win in his first-round match. He knocked out TCU's uh, Nick Chappell, former TCU player. I should say Nick Chappell, 7-6-6-2. Kova, again, coming off of a semifinal at the end of last year at the challenger level. Now he gets... Uh, to the second round here. My Illinois theory is looking better and better, Chris. Oh, I mean, your Illinois theory looks good, 3D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll keep saying it, 3D. No, that's fair. Uh, a guy who was from a 3D team, Strong Kirkheimer from Northwestern, it was him, Shropshire, and Zeba. I don't know if you remember that team, Chris. Great Northwestern team. Uh, How could I forget the team that we beat at indoors yeah, that's at true, UVA? That's true. With, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was mean, a really good, good freaking ma- Yeah, I forgot that's who they played. See yeah, the intersection. That, that was there. the third, the third indoor match with the uh, yeah. Trevor beat Seidman and Nuno beat Kirkheimer there to to finish it off. That was the team I would always cheat on and root against. Mich- uh, not root against Michigan, but root for them as well as Michigan. Uh, but yeah, for Kova. Obviously, a big win for him here. Uh, or, sorry, for Ulysses Blanche. He gets a good start to his season. A 6-3-7-6 winner over Kirkheimer. The last first-round singles result we had. Patrick Hipson, who's coming off of a former Texas A&M player, played one year there after winning Kalamazoo in 2017, I want to say. I think it was 2017. Uh, because he played the 2018 college season at Texas A&M. And then this last year, after going pro, he faced a lot of injuries. Um, oh, no, he played 2019. No, he played twenty. He did not play twenty nineteen. Last year, he was yeah. not in college tennis. No, yeah. Correct. So it was twenty eighteen. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and for him, he gets his year. Uses a protected ranking to get into this tournament, and he gets off to the start he wanted. Seven six five at seven seven five over Surandolo. Uh for Kipson. I don't think the movement is quite where he wants it to be at this stage, but you remember how natural of a ball striker he is, how clean it looks, how many different tools he has at his disposal. Another guy not afraid to move forward. Another really talented young American off to a fast start here in Ann Arbor. Yeah, he's got a he's got an all around game for sure, and it's a matter of now just getting back after you know a lot of time off, like you said for him. He hasn't played a lot of competitive tennis recently, so you know he needs to get out there and play. And and you know, boy, he he did that today. And what what was that? Probably a close to three hour, uh, two hours and thirty eight minutes for that match. Uh, a long, long seven six seven six five seven seven five match. But uh, yeah, good start for for Kip, and I think it's kind of. You know, just what he's looking for to start the year, get some good tennis in, uh, Got gets in here with his protected ranking, and, uh, and you know, hopefully that's just the, that's the beginning for him. I think he's definitely got the game to, to acquire, you know, to, to have and hold the ranking it's going to take for him to get into the challengers, which is the challenge for so many of these so many of these college kids, right, is to to get the ranking up high enough to be able to get into the challengers without needing a wild card, uh, and and he sh- he's got that. Now he's just got to he's got to get out there and stay stay injury free. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Yeah, and for him, I'm sure he, he'll he be relieved to know. I'm sure the body needs to recover, but he's got Michael Redlicky tomorrow, right? And you can't imagine that's going to be the most physical of matches. So in terms of matchup-wise, that lines up well for him. We did have two doubles matches tonight, Trey Huey and Nathan Lamons knocking off Ruben Bumblemans and Nino. Uh, see, I've already forgotten his name. Excuse me. Sarah Dusic. Yeah, Sarah Dusic. I just have butchered it for an entire live stream, so I've blocked it out of my memory. Uh, Huey and Lamons advancing in straight sets there. We've also got the number two seeds in action right now. Martinez and Ramboli serving for the match against Pasha and Schnur up 7-6-6-5, a break. Looks like they should be closing that one out right now to conclude our action. Uh, but, bef you know, before we go, Chris, let's kind of preview what we're looking at tomorrow. You look at the draw, a lot of doubles play gets underway. Uh, there are some singles matches sprinkled in. We can talk about those a little bit. Uh, you look, in terms of it, all second-round matches, you have Roberto Sid, former uh, college tennis player, taking on Agustin Velati, Tobias Simon, who we saw in our first match, taking on former USC All-American national champion Roberto Quiroz, Redlicky versus Kipson, Blanche versus number two seed, former NCAA singles finalist Noah Rubin. Uh, in, in, on court one, we've got two doubles matches to end at the All-Michigan battle between Johnson and Beattie versus Fenty and Seymour, and then the nightcap there, Evan King and Hunter Reese, the number one seeds, versus Christian Harrison and Sebastian Corda. You look for court two tomorrow, Avidzba versus number 10 seed Altmaier uh, to kick off the day. Sudarusic gets back out there in singles to take on the Frenchman, Calvin Hemry. Uh, Martin Redlick, he's going to take on the number 15 seed, Bangora. Bemelmans against Kova Savage, and then two doubles matches to end the night there. Oklepo uh, and Quiroz versus Glasspool and Lawson, and Barrientos and Gomez versus Hidalgo and Martin Redlicky. You look at that slate of matches, Chris. Which ones pop out to you the most? Well, I think after the after the couple matches that we've that we've gotten to see in the evening in the, in the last two nights, uh, the the and Hemry match, I think looks. I mean, both of those guys power. are gonna. Yeah, it's not just one guy hitting the ball big and the other guy playing defense. I mean, they're both gonna be on the offensive. So that that looks like a very very interesting singles match to me. Um, I'm somewhat interested to see how the the Kips and Red Licky match goes More down. Than somewhat, I, I think that it's one of those where I'm interested. Yeah, yeah I think uh, you know Red Red Licky clearly is going to be looking to win it off big serves. Kips and off the off of returns and and defense and uh, and I think uh, you know that that that'll be an interesting match. And then obviously you know we saw Tobias Simon just hit the cover off the ball uh, the other night and uh, and now. He gets he gets uh, Roberto Quiros tomorrow. So can he can he do that again? I mean, it, frankly, you know, we looked at his ranking and his results and watched him play, and the two didn't really add up, right? I mean, he, the the ranking and the results weren't outstanding. He didn't miss a first serve in the, his entire match. The play was incredible, yeah, it was ridiculous. So you know, I'm hoping he can do that again, and we see one hell of a match there. But uh, those are kind of the the matches that, that jump out at, at me and then and clearly you know any of the college guys anytime we have yeah. the college guys playing so Kova is I was gonna say, coming on seeing how legit Kova's uh, past three four months on the pro circuit has been just as we head into as you all know I have an Illinois prediction sitting out there that him being good sort of relies on uh, but then also Noah Rubin who's obviously got so much going on off the court with uh, his 
behind the rack and one of our part of our tennis channel podcast network but it'll be nice to see him on the court and in his battle you know the number two seed here going to face Ulysses Blanche another really talented young American that's no easy way to kick off your 2020 season so it's going to be really fun to see uh, that match and then as well as uh, I, I mentioned Copa Bebelmans that that should be really fun really just fun tennis all the way around all right we'll do two more things before we go real quick your performer of the day Chris uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm I'm gonna have to go with Aragoni. I thought I mean, you were gonna say Kipson. I mean, the, big win for him. Yeah, it's a it's a big win. But I mean, I just in in watching Aragoni the way I mean it was and and yes, in hindsight, okay, maybe his opponent was a little overmatched. He's younger. He doesn't have the experience. But he and 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 maybe gave him the chance to look as good as he did. But he hit the ball so well, so clean, so deep. That he just didn't give Fenty any. Fenty had nothing to work with. Any chances, and it and it's not like, and he's not, you know, he's not one of these six six two thirty guys or what, you know. He's you you're looking at him going, yeah, he's he's not he's not that big a guy, and and he he hit he hit the ball so well. I, I think that was probably the most impressive performance for me today. Aragoni looked great. It's a Virginia theme always because Nakashima looked really good in his match versus Kevin King. Can't recommend that one enough. Uh, good day for Virginia Tennis. They're probably the biggest winners. Trade wins as well in the nightcap. 3-0 and performance from them. I mean, that's how you kick off a 2020 uh, year for, from those guys. Yeah, a lot of winners today. My favorite match I saw, I mean, that's where it came in. Probably that King-Nakashima match was the highest level. I mean, J.C. Aragoni, it's a good choice because he just dominated Fenty for the entirety of that match. So... It was a really fun, really fun day of tennis. I know, Chris, we are both looking forward to getting back on the microphone tomorrow for the play-by-play. And again, you can follow all of the content we have in Ann Arbor all week long as we partner with this tournament on our website, CrackedRackets.com. This podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast, we're going to try and talk to some of these players as we have more time to hang out here throughout the week. Should be a ton of fun, and we're looking forward to it. Any final thoughts, Chris, before we wrap? No, I'm just looking forward to more. I mean, it's it's, it's been great for, for our li- podcast listeners that are normal listeners out there. Definitely go check out the livestream.com slash ATP. Get to listen to uh, to more of our, our silly banter on the live stream and watching uh, watching good tennis uh, and something that we hope to be, uh, I know you and I hope to be doing more of. It's a lot of fun. I know this is just all a dry run for the national indoors. We're just getting ready, getting the reps out, getting the sh- I should say, out now so that when it's go time for the indoors, uh, you and I will be ready. But, of course, we are enjoying it so much, and we will get back on schedule with our mini break later on in the week. Tomorrow night, I know me, you, and Matt going to get together for Thursday to have a Wake Forest podcast because we want to close out our College Contender Series. I am talking to Wake Forest head coach Tony Bresky tomorrow. Hopefully, you'll be able to join me on that call, but we do have a cracked interview in the queue. And again, when we have a little bit more time, we will get back to the GSP. We know Australian Open's on the horizon, and we aren't going to leave you listeners hanging without a preview, so be on the lookout for that can't end a podcast without giving a shout out to our super producers max fliegner and daniel westoff been great seeing fliegner in person throughout the week and as always him and westoff have a of an editing job to do as they continue to keep you guys 
our listeners up to date with as much content as possible. But with that in mind, again, livestream.com backslash ATP all week long to watch Chris and I on the play-by-play commentary for my play-by-play co-host Chris Haliors, for our super producers Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff, and for our entire teams at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Chris, what do we tell our listeners? Hey, pass the break. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.